Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pod MD studio Dr. Sheba Sinha. Dr. Sheba Sinha is an Australian and British trained specialist plastic and reconstructive surgeon practicing in Melbourne. Dr. Sinha obtained her medical degree at the University of Leeds in England. Following this, Sheba undertook a higher research degree focusing on the tissue engineering of fat at the O'Brien Institute in Melbourne and did advanced plastic and reconstructive surgery training in New South Wales and Victoria. Sheba then undertook further fellowship training in breast reconstruction at the world-renowned Queen Victoria Hospital, East Grinstead in the UK. She also undertook numerous observerships in aesthetic breast and body surgery in the UK, Europe and Australia. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of breast reconstruction surgery. This podcast is brought to you by DPM Financial Services. DPM is a specialist medical financial advice firm that aims to empower doctors of Australia to make the right financial decisions and achieve their financial goals. We do hope you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that the advice here is of a general nature and is not intended as specific advice about a given patient. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the doctor, not PodMD. If you do have a patient on whom you require specific advice, then please seek advice from a colleague with appropriate expertise in that area. Sheba, thanks for talking with us on PodMD today. Thank you for having me. The topic of today's discussion is breast reconstruction. Sheba, can you give us a brief overview about breast reconstruction surgery? Yeah, so breast reconstruction surgery involves forming a new durable breast mound after a mastectomy or partial mastectomy um, for breast cancer treatment. Um, but also for those patients who have a familial breast cancer gene um, and they require bilateral prophylactic mastectomies. Um, so about 40% of patients with breast cancer um, will need a mastectomy. And we know from the literature that breast reconstruction has improved psychosocial outcomes um, whilst not having an adverse impact on breast cancer survival or local regional recurrence. Um, and we know in Australia that the best outcomes in breast reconstruction are achieved in strong multidisciplinary teams. Can you explain the different types of breast reconstruction surgery available for women who have undergone a mastectomy? There are three main types of breast reconstruction. Um, the first one um, is autologous, where a patient's own tissues are used to create a breast mound. Uh, secondly is alloplastic, which is implant-based reconstruction. Um, and thirdly um, are oncoplastic breast surgery techniques, which are usually used in um, partial mastectomy um, defects. Breast reconstruction can also be done immediately um, at the same time as the mastectomy, which is usually the most common setting, or delayed at some point after a mastectomy has been done. Um, and so the patient is left flat for a little period of time. The advantage of having an immediate reconstruction is that the skin envelope is preserved, um, and this usually leads to a better aesthetic result. So the commonest type of autologous reconstructions are known as free flaps, and these use microsurgical techniques to transfer a piece of tissue from one area of the body to the breast area. For plastic surgeons, the workhorse flap is a tissue that's harvested from the abdomen, which is the deep inferior epigastric artery flap. That's just the blood vessel it's based on. 
excess tissue um, from the abdomen that would normally be removed in an abdominal plasty style is dissected um, through the um, rectus abdominis muscles and detached and then reattached usually to the blood vessels from the internal mammary system in the chest. In patients who don't have an abdominal donor site, it is common to use tissue from the thigh also. In terms of alloplastic or implant-based reconstruction, this is using silicon implants. Most surgeons tend to use this in one stage now using meshes. However, in certain patients, it may be that we have to do this reconstruction in two stages where initially a tissue expander is inserted um, into the mastectomy um, defect, slowly inflated at weekly intervals in clinic, and then usually around the four to six month mark changed over for the definitive implant. Lastly, oncoplastic techniques include therapeutic mammoplasty, where the breast cancer cells can be removed in what would have been removed in a breast reduction or a breast lift specimen. And usually the other breast needs to be reduced at the same time. And it can also include chest wall perforator flaps for partial mastectomy defects. How does a plastic surgeon determine the best approach for breast reconstruction surgery for a patient? Multiple factors can affect the reconstruction that a surgeon and patient will decide on. Um, but the th key thing is really to come to a shared decision and one which is holistic, taking into account the patient's physical state, um, their lifestyle considerations, and also how um, the nature of their breast cancer treatment and what treatment is required on either side of a mastectomy and reconstruction. The key principle is that the cancer treatment is always the priority. Um, also, open communication by the reconstructive surgeon is key to what can be realistically achieved. And expectation management is a really important part of that preoperative counselling. No surgeon can reconstruct a patient's current breasts um, and the new breasts will feel and act differently. And that needs to be explained to the patient. Um, it also should be stated that it's absolutely fine for a patient who's had all the information about the different types of reconstruction to then not proceed with any form of reconstruction. And I also tell patients that breast reconstruction is not usually one surgery and that usually further smaller touch-up surgeries are required at any time point after the main reconstruction. What are the benefits and risks associated with breast reconstruction surgery? Okay, I think, well, the best way to approach that is to subdivide them between the two main types of reconstruction. So I'll address implant reconstruction first. Implant reconstruction tends to suit patients who are younger, usually having bilateral mastectomies um, and have not completed a family. It's suitable also for patients who want to avoid extra scars on either the abdomen or the thigh area and want a shorter recovery time. The main issues associated with implants are that they're not a lifetime device um, and the manufacturers suggest that we should be replacing them between every 10 to 15 years. Implant rupture can occur at any stage and also um, significantly there's a 20% rate of implant loss in the first year um, due to infection. Um, longer term issues with implants include capsular contracture, which is as a result of the body forming an inflammatory reaction against an implanted foreign material. 
This can occur in up to 20% of cases and higher implants that have had radiotherapy. Implants can also have something called animation deformity, where if the implant has been placed under the pectoralis major muscle, patients who are particularly active in terms of gym, doing push-ups, yoga, notice that the implant moves under the muscle. Um, And this is a feeling that can feel unnatural and some patients are not able to tolerate this. There are some implant controversies over the last few years. They include um, breast implant illness and also a blood cancer associated with certain macro textured implants known as breast implant associated ALCL. It is important to state that these implants are not really used now for breast reconstruction and all surgeons would use the smooth round implants of which no cases of this blood cancer have been seen. Okay, so moving on to autologous reconstruction. This has the benefit of being a more durable lifetime result with a natural feel. However, the trade-off is a much larger initial surgery compared to implant-based reconstruction. These free-flap surgeries are highly technical procedures, usually involving two consultant plastic surgeons. For a one-sided reconstruction, this can last between six to eight hours, and for a bilateral procedure, up to 10 to 12 hours. There's also a longer recovery time of around four to six weeks due to the fact that patients have an additional scar area um, in in addition to the mastectomy site. The risk of autologous reconstructions is really to do with how we join up the blood vessels. In the first few days, there is a chance that either the artery or the vein that is joined up to deliver and take away blood to the area can get blocked. And this can lead to either a partial or a total flap failure. In most large centres, the total flap loss risk is around 1%. Other complications include hematoma, donor site issues, which tend to be more common in thigh-based reconstructions, and then the implications of a long surgery, chest infections, blood clots in the legs and lungs. Later complications of these reconstructions include asymmetry, fat necrosis, and an abdominal bulge and hernia rate. Have there been any developments in this type of surgery in the last few years? Or are there any in trials or development now? Breast reconstruction is a really dynamic field. Um, Mastectomy techniques have continued to evolve. The mainstay of oncological treatment is to preserve the skin envelope, so a skin sparing mastectomy, but now increasingly nipple sparing mastectomies are also offered where it is oncologically safe to do so. Autologous reconstruction remains the gold standard and advances that have really allowed this type of surgery to become the workhorse that we do in breast reconstruction include advances in the imaging techniques of the perforator anatomy, of which Australia is a world leader in that field. In that post-operative phase, more and more um, surgeries are performed um, using enhanced recovery after surgery protocols. And this is more common at the moment in the UK and in Europe. So patients who've had free flap surgeries, instead of having an inpatient stay of about four to five days, 
through having a protocol where patients are encouraged to mobilize earlier, multidisciplinary care, including physios, nurses, and community support. They can be discharged home on day one or two, which is a significant benefit to both the patient and the health system. In the implant space, prosthesis technology is always evolving. Um, nowadays, there's a trend to placing the implant where possible above the pectoralis major muscle to avoid those issues that I mentioned with animation deformity. Um, and this is being enabled through the development of biological and synthetic meshes, which can hammock and support the implant in position. The longer term results of these are still ongoing. What can patients do to prepare for a breast reconstruction surgery? Preoperative fitness or prehabilitation is really important prior to any surgery, but certainly for breast reconstruction, especially the autologous reconstructions. This can definitely shorten recovery time. However, can be difficult in those patients who do need to have chemotherapy prior to surgery. Reducing the BMI is important as we know that patients who have a BMI over 35 have a higher risk of surgical complications and operative time. There should also be smoking and vaping cessation at least six weeks prior to any form of breast reconstruction. I also recommend that patients seek out information from patient support groups about the lived experience of a breast reconstruction and feedback that I've certainly received from my patients is that really talking to other patients who've gone through a similar experience has been really helpful and help alleviate some of the anxieties that they understandably feel before such major surgery. There are lots of good articles and resources available through the Breast Cancer Network Australia um, and advocacy organisations such as Pink Hope. So breast reconstruction is a major procedure and it's really also important that you have a good support network at home, an area to recover and people who can take you to your post-operative appointments. Um, so these are things that I would encourage patients to have in place um, prior to any surgery. What advice do you have for GPs in terms of referring or assisting patients for breast reconstructive surgery? So GPs are a key ally in helping women through a really difficult process of a breast cancer diagnosis. And they can act as a focal point for someone who's receiving lots of information from multiple different specialties, be it their breast surgeon, the plastic surgeon, and then their oncologists. GPs can start the conversation early with patients, even if it's not known that they may not need a mastectomy, and empower the patient to ask um, their breast team about what their reconstructive options are, indeed if that's something that they want. We notice that this is more of an issue for patients who don't live in metropolitan areas um, and certainly rural patients. It's been shown through a lot of research in Australia that there's a discrepancy in their access to reconstructive services. Furthermore, um, a GP um, can refer patients to um, larger centres that regularly um, practice breast reconstruction where there's usually a strong multidisciplinary team involving either an oncoplastic breast surgeon and a plastic surgeon who should see the patient in that pre-operative phase to assess their options and suitability for the reconstructive types. Thank you for your time here today in the Pod MD studio. 
To sum up for us, could you please identify the three key take-home messages from today's podcast on breast reconstruction surgery? Yeah, my take-home messages would be that breast reconstruction options should ideally be discussed with any patient considering a mastectomy, so they're empowered to make a decision. Um, The second thing is that breast reconstruction is a really individual process and the reconstruction should be tailored to the patient and their individual needs and preferences and their oncology treatment. Thirdly, breast reconstruction is best delivered in strong multidisciplinary teams where there are breast surgeons, plastic surgeons and oncologists and specialist breast reconstruction nurses all working together to advocate um, for patients going through this journey. Thank you for your time and the insights you've provided. Thank you.